1: Oh, we have uh, very well-known and former Limerick hurler, Joe Quaid, with me in the studio. And uh, he's got, I'm sure we'll get around to talking a bit of sport and hurling as well, but uh, he's been appointed as Commercial Manager for Bibi Financial Services. Good morning to you, Joe. How are you doing? Good morning, doing? Joe. Congratulations on the new role. Just remind people a little bit of about your business background and then how
0: you've ended up with Bibi yeah look I I suppose I I worked with um, Ulster Bank for nearly 15 years and uh, mainly on the market the side of it Um, so I suppose we we tried to manage that through the recession Um, wasn't an easy job um, I believe and, it. Yeah. And, yeah, you were pretty was, busy. I'd say it was it was tough going every every day. You you rang someone or met someone. You were dealing with their financial woes and their problems. Um, and, but, and presumably, you know, trying to help them through it, if there was any way at all of doing that. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I don't think any financial institution wants to put anybody out of their their home. So um, we we did our best um, to get them out. And obviously, then also the bank were leaving the market. So. Um, I left that, and I suppose I was scared, Joe, after uh, 15 years of that, and the last place I wanted to go was into the financial services side of it again, and uh, I had said I'd take a couple of months off, and uh, BB Financial Services, Ella Brown, uh, another Limerick man, well-known Brown family from my th- side, um, he was with them, he rang me, know would I be interested in talking to them, and to be honest, I kind of said, not really, forth. And uh, as we spoke, I, I became very interested in, in sitting down and talking to him. went to Dublin, had the interview at um, our MD, Marco Rourke. And I'll ha- I'll safely say, you know, Joe, it, they're probably the nicest company I've ever worked for. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, I used to always think years ago, people said they loved their job. I always thought there was something slightly wrong with them. Um, but uh, I have to say, you know, hand on heart, uh, I'm in a job and, that and I love.
1: What makes it so enjoyable?
0: it's just the culture within the company I suppose and look as a manager of a team and teams for years I suppose the culture comes from the top it also comes from the, the type of players on the field and, and the attitude from within so they've be nothing other than uh, more than welcoming to me and giving me a great help it's interesting
1: you know you hear a company like BB Financial Services and we sort of think we know
0: what they do but do we really? No, you don't. And as I said, I spent 15 years in the financial services industry and I didn't really know what BB Financial Services did. Um, what we do is we do invoice financing. When I went for the interview, I had a very, very vague idea of, of what it was. And, and to well, be that's honest, more than
1: I do now. You're definitely going to have to explain that to yeah, me. Yeah,
0: look, uh, and I'd be straight up about it. It's it's one of the Reasons I presume that they brought me on board is to educate people um, and educate small and medium enterprises really um, around the Munster area and countrywide. Um, I think 2% of the SMEs in the country use the product. Over in the UK, probably 50, 60% of it use it. It's like I suppose any company wants to improve their cash flow, and in current climate, cash flow is king at the moment. and. I suppose it's and, and
1: it's very important to say that you know businesses can be sound but if they don't have sufficient cash as you say rolling through the business to meet their ongoing expenses and cover the things they need to cover they, they can go to ground very fast
0: absolutely and managing your cash flow is essential to success of any business like if you with us, if you issue any goods or invoices for goods or services to other businesses Invoice finance can help you out. Like, I suppose the question you would ask is, what could you do if all your outstanding invoices were paid tomorrow? Do you know? Um And and is that is that what Bibi does? Bibi- it's basically what what we do is we we buy your invoices off you. Um it's basically uh we come if anybody that completes work or sells goods to other companies. They invite their customers. They could be waiting 30, 60, 90 days. Yes. What we'll do is we'll pay up to 90% of the value of your invoice within 24 hours, allowing you to pay your staff, pay your suppliers, take on new orders. No, different- So it, it, it literally does what you were saying earlier. It keeps the cash flowing. It keeps the cash flowing. Um, either we, does different products we have, but either we collect the cash on your behalf or you, you collect the cash. Yeah. And and it, it is interesting
1: in Ireland, isn't it? You know, you talk to people in the UK and other countries and everything is 30 days max. And there is a culture of paying in 30 days. You know, if you get a service, you pay in 30 days. In Ireland, it doesn't quite work that way. Uh, you can,
0: the, the culture can be 60 or it can
1: be 90 or it can be longer than that well, again.
0: To be fair, in a lot of places, it can be who roars loudest, yes. gets paid quickest. And yes. I suppose in Ireland, we have this, i uh, sure, it'll be grand attitude. Um, so basically what happens is we collect in the money. Uh, we give you up to 95%. We collect in the remaining balance after 30, 60 or 90 days. And he said, that baby charges a commission? And we it? just charge a, a fee. It's, okay. it's more and cost efficient than a loan. It's uh, easier to get than a loan. You have a finance line there. Uh-huh. It's easier to get uh, than an overdraft. And how different is
1: that work, Joe Quaid, from what you were doing at Ulster Bank?
0: Well, I suppose the Ulster Bank side of it is we were trying to keep people in their houses. Um, we were trying to keep them in their family homes. With this, what we are trying to do is help companies. And as you said, you actually, you're actually you one of the few people, to be fair, that has hit the nail in the head. Um, there's a myth out there that you only use invoice financing when you're in trouble. I, I've an example of a company there before Christmas, two weeks before Christmas. They have uh, probably six, seven million turnover, making really, really good money. But they're over a million euros out waiting to be collected. They had to pay their wages and we were able to give them an uplift of a quarter of a million, and their facility, um, mm. so uh, that they could pay wages and pay suppliers.
1: Right, and and Joe, I, I mean, did you get a, a queer shock, as they say, when Ulster Bank
0: decided to to pull out, or, or did you have a sense of it, or? Uh, we did. We didn't. Look, we we could probably see it coming for a while, and the life cycle of the mortgage arrears was always going to hopefully come to an end. But this, look, this has brought me into, with Bibi, it has brought me into so many different uh, genres of companies. Like, we cover manufacturing, recruitment, engineering, anyone that's business-to-business, sales, manpower, print media, transport, healthcare, logistics, Um, wholesale, distribution. Like, with the banking, I was dealing with one cohort of people which were the in-consumer uh, of mortgages. And
1: presumably you're profiling early Games. You know, the fact that you were so well-known on the pitch
0: and indeed off the pitch with the managing that you've done, you know, it, it does help open doors. Absolutely. Um, look, I suppose every time anybody goes out, whether it be you, whether it be the girl in reception here, whether it's the man in the street, you're out selling yourself, you know. And the one thing about Irish people is we people buy off people the product is probably a secondary aspect but if if you're able to get the, the product you're selling out there and you're honest, you're genuine and you have a, you've a genuine compassion for those people's business I'm only in, in, in this a short while and to see the help that we have been to businesses and really successful businesses just to tie them over in, in, in times where as we say cash flow is king. And do you find that you
1: first part of most of your conversations are around hurling in general and Limerick hurling in particular.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's never going to leave. (laughs) Um,
1: And and, and what sort of questions will you get asked about it? You know, like what the season ahead is like or how are they so successful? I suppose that might be the question outside the county a lot of the
0: time. Well, thankfully, since 2018, the questions have slightly changed because up to that, it was, how in the name of God did you throw away two Wild islands back in the 90s? Now, they still ask. Um, I thought... 18, 20, 21 and 22 would actually yeah. finish that, but uh, no. Seriously? Um, I was still introduced in Lanzarote last week. I was over at a, a friend's tag and uh, uh, a friend of mine, which is worse, a tip man, uh, introduced me to people as, this is the lad that lost two hours for Limerick in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know what? I suppose there's nothing worse than being talked about than not being talked about. Well, Joe paid. we had Marty Morrissey
1: in here this Day last week, sitting in the chair you are sitting in now, uh, he was talking about a television series he's doing in September, totally unrelated to Gaelic games. Uh, but Errol, there was a lot of you know a poor mouth stuff coming for him about Clare and sure we'll only turn up and all this kind of stuff. I mean, they, a lot of these counties are are seriously targeting
0: Limerick this year. The last thing they want is a four in a row from Limerick. Well, look, Joe, I suppose the the side of it is every time now a team is playing Limerick, they're bringing Derry again. They're, they're going to be at their peak. We saw it last year. Watford came to the Gaelic Crowns with their A-game. They gave us absolutely everything. But they kind of fell away after that. Clare in, in the, the Munster Championship and the Munster Final brought absolutely everything. They threw kitchen sinks, back sinks, every kind of sink at us. And they just kind of slipped away after that. The, the energy that that takes from you. But... To be fair to the Limerick lads, they're just unbelievable the way that they can, they don't do panic. No matter whether they're up 10, down 10, they're in, in the trenches. These guys are just a phenomenal bunch of, of young lads. And you know what? I had I had the pleasure of managing seven or eight of them from under 14 up to under 16. And you know what? Apart from being good holders there, they were good people.
1: Right. Um, also Keane Lynch and Peter Casey coming back to full fitness. I mean it's like getting two brand new star players
0: isn't it for this season? Well I'll put it like this Argentina won the World Cup this year with Messi. We won the All-Ireland last year without Messi. In and <laughs> In Keen. Um and like to be fair the previous year in the All-Ireland Peter Casey after 20 minutes was nailed down for end of the match so to get Two players back like that is a huge boost, and it has to be. But plus, us the savage talent coming through. You have Kyle O'Neill, who who performed outstandingly well last year. You have Adam English, who I have seen since he was thirteen or fourteen. I think he's the next next one to break through. Um, but and you have a lot of people that are on about, oh, it's the same team, it's the same team. But they're still winning. <laughs> There's and also nobody pushing them off their pedestal, and they still have a relatively young age profile, don't they? Well, the lads Inch, Sean Finn, Barry Nash, uh, Angolan, all them lads, Tom Morrissey, I had them. They won the All Ireland Under Sixteens at uh, in two thousand and twelve. So. They're not old. No. They're just coming to the peak of their powers. They, they really are. And, of course,
1: you come from a very strong goalkeeping tradition yourself. And uh, there's a, a relation of yours, as they'd say, Nicky Quaid, in goals for Limerick. Uh, but Barry Hennessy, I think he is retiring from Intercounty, isn't he? Yeah. So, obviously, it is a squad game. And, you know, anyone, you know, and hopefully that doesn't happen, but anyone can get injured or whatever might happen. And Nicky's been playing out of his skin for, for years what about that next um, uh, me, generation of
0: hurling goalkeeper? Yeah, to me, it's it's probably one of the most important things. Nicky changed the game, you know. Um, I suppose from, from our point of view and the older goalkeepers, um, we're not happy in one sense, in that he's actually made goalkeeping look so easy. <laughs> and art that isn't easy. He has, I would say, nearly perfected it. Um He's just, he's the linchpin, he's the quarterback, he's the starter of every attack. Um, I didn't actually realise how good he was in the All-Ireland final last year until I came home and actually watched it on the telly um, and the amount of scores and things that came. So, look, you've you have some pivotal positions there, George, that, that need to be filled Um, when they retire. He's one of them. Um, I think Declan Hannan's contribution over the years um, probably doesn't get the recognition and we'll only realise... Just how good Declan Hannon was when Declan Hannon is no longer there. So there to me, would be two massively pivotal positions. Yes, and it's Clare uh, or sorry, it's Cork. Sorry, this weekend
1: uh, down in Cork in the league, and, and and then obviously things start to ramp up from there.
0: Absolutely. Look, I I I think the football league started a bit earlier, and you could see the weekend in the football. There was real bite and real competition that I don't think the Hurling, they've quite got the balance right or the gap between the league and the championship. Um, I'm presuming that a lot of teams will be using the league to blood new players in. I I couldn't imagine Limerick putting out a very full-strength squad the weekend. Maybe Cork might have to, to see where they are with their squad, but I, I think John Kiley will we'll play it like he did last year everybody thought we were on the slippery slope last year uh, the league performances were terrible there was uh, there was trouble in the camp things weren't going well and all of a sudden then looked i suppose they took a chance they hit a switch and they were able to turn it on. but i suppose when you're champions and you've that much belief and and within the squad i think uh i think there'll be no fear of them.
1: All right. Well, Joe Quaid, great to see you. And it's great to uh, see you re-energized by a new
0: role with BB Financial Services. And how can people get in touch with you if it's something they're interested in exploring? Yeah, there's no problem. Um, I suppose the best way to do is get in contact with me in relation to email. It's joe.quaid at bbfinancialservices.com. And you can get me on 087-348-1803. And just to mention, Joe, we are, we've actually partnered up with Permanent TSB as well. So I know we're their official supplier of invoice financing. And I've mentioned uh, Shane Walsh, a uh, Nipirshig man that actually has a county football medal with to be this year, and Sinead Connolly um, around Limerick. So if anybody wants to get in contact with us, um, we're, we're a very, very, as I said earlier, on this comes from the top, we're very, very customer focused. Uh, we want business to do well. And if there is a a mini-recession coming, um, we want to be the company to keep the people, keep the doors open, keep the sales going and and keep keep food on the table for families. Okay. Well, listen, uh,
1: good fortune to you in 2023 and to the Limerick hurlers, of course, uh, commercial manager for Bibi Financial Services, Joe Quaid. Thanks very much for coming in. Thanks, Joe.
0: Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nett on Live 95.